0: Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolOwnersTalk.com. Good morning, Allie. Nice
1: to be with you, sir. Hey, nice to be with you as well. And again, uh, I'm under a uh, snow alert and snow warning at my uh, area, and uh, we have our day classes, uh, kickboxing classes going. However, we're wondering, is it going to continue snowing heavy? Are we going to stay open? It's, it's kind of funny how... You know, you're in limbo. You don't know what to do. And, and, you know, our topic of the day is is all about setting rules for your school, for your business, for your structure, right? And this might yeah, be a cool yes. way to start, right? You know, what is the rule? Like, well, Dwayne, what's your rule? And, 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 and maybe we could, if people haven't listened to the other prior calls, maybe we could clarify what, what I mean by this, and together we'll chime in. But, um, you know, we talked about, you know, rules for your business. Uh, and it doesn't matter, or what we might want to call them is systems, but within the business, there are certain systems that are done in a specific order. Um, you could call them rules, and, you know, like, for example, uh, just this, the uh, snowstorm um, as a rule, like, how, how do you determine whether you're open or whether you're closed? What do you do? You know, what is it that you set for yourself in your business that will determine whether you're open or closed. Do you have any set? Like, do you, what do you follow? How would you determine it? Is there a certain set way or is it kind of depending however? What, what is it that you do?
0: I would say part of it is set. The other is, you know, on my own judgment. But um, if the schools are closed, um, normally we're closed. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much a standard for us. The only thing that would be, you know, different is if, let's say, you know, because this is a Monday, so if the snowstorm was Sunday, but it was so bad that they couldn't make it to school Monday morning, but I believe that by Monday evening, you know, the roads will be open, and, you know, nobody should be, if, if people, you know, should be able to, 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 to travel safely, then I'll stay open. So, yes, the rule so is if the schools are closed, we are going to close, but there is a, you know, I before E except after C clause, you know. <laughs> hey,
1: right. So maybe, so so you see, the great thing for me is that um, I have a good friend. His name is John Oschlager, tremendous guy. Him and I have been friends. You've never met him, but when you do, you'll you'll be amazed. He's a great, amazing individual. He runs a martial arts school called Nakado Schools of Self-Defense. Um, you know, just to give you an idea of how awesome he is, he's got like 180 active training black belts in his school that are from the ranks of, um, first degree to eighth degree, uh, some of them have been with him for 30-plus years. It's insane. When you see a black belt class in his school, it's like most schools' white belt classes, that packed. But anyway, he, he basically he'll follow the school schedule just like you, and um, if the schools are closed, he's closed, even if sometimes it does clear up. Um, you know, mid-afternoon, he's, the schools are closed, so is Nakato, So that everyone kind of knows when the school says no, we're closed. However, in my area, which is interesting, just this morning, um, my daughter is only, you know, she's living with her mom, and she's with her mom today, actually. And, um, you know, I, she's with me half the time with her mom. So I live in West Islip. She lives in East Islip. Um, her schools are closed, yet West Islip schools where I live are open today. So it's hard to determine, like, what do you do? <laughs> Uh, you know, so, right. so we we would establish rules and the rules would be more so about like, you know, okay, so maybe um, if the schools closed, uh, we're closed for all morning classes uh, because it started snowing early, but we'll review it by one o'clock and post it on our website and our Facebook page as to whether we're going to be open for evening classes. So that that would be the rule that people follow. They know that they're going to morning class are closed because it says it on Facebook or the website, but they'll go back to the site and double check for evening classes by one. Right. Yeah, and right? you know
0: what? There's even, yeah, take it to the next level, uh, you know, pun intended maybe, but uh, <laughs> taking it to the next level with that is you also need to educate your clientele on where they need to be checking. Uh, right. to see if you're open or closed on those days. So, you know, Facebook is one, maybe your website, maybe you change changed the phone message or whatever. But, you know, whatever the rule is for your school, um, that's what. Not, not only should it be a rule, and don't think that it's going to be obvious to your clientele, you need to make sure that it is obvious to them because you're going to specifically tell them in a strategic manner uh, through the, the sign-up process or through, you know, however, um, and and even prep them. Meaning, if you know the week before that you're expecting a snowstorm the next week, you just do you put that as part of your classroom announcement, saying, "Now everybody, I know that there's supposed to be some bad weather next week, so make sure that you check the blog, or make sure that you check the uh, right. uh, school website, or Facebook, or the answer machine, or however you're going to communicate." But I would only have maybe one or two ways that it gets communicated. Um, and I and
1: here's here's a cool thing, though. That that's part of your rule. So your rule, and, and I know we're using the word rule. It could be part of your system, whatever you want to call it. You call it a rule. You call it a system. But you have to have this determined system that there's no breakdown. Like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, a, a soldier, a police officer. Um, you know, they they don't just grab their gun and pop it into their holster. They grab their gun, they pop out the magazine, they check to make sure it's loaded, they pop it back in, they bring back the slide, they load a bullet into the chamber, they lock it into their holster. That should be the process, right? You don't want to be in a gun sure, and and make sure, make sure the
0: safety. You got to make sure the
1: safety's on before you put it in the holster. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> well, some guns don't have safety, so you know, right. with the like. Yeah, but but you know, um, but I, I agree with you. But you know, there there's a process, right? And then, but you don't want to show up at a gunfight and then pull out your gun and click the trigger and realize there's no bullets, right? So we have to have there's like a the check process that you go through. So for example, we educate our clientele. Okay, on school closings, we're going to communicate in three different ways. Because shockingly enough, I mean, I'm like a Facebook uh, uh, person, you know. So everything I do, we have. So many pages, hidden pages for our demo team, for our black belts, for this and that. We have a school page. And then I still have people to this day and age, and and, and not a small amount, but a decent amount of people that say, I just don't use Facebook. So how else are you going to communicate that? So, you know, either pop it up on your website if you can. If not, you send out a newsletter, you know, an email. You put it up on Facebook. You Text messages to people if you have that capability. But there's got to be a series so that you can kind of reach out to all. I think the easiest way, of course, obviously, is to pop it up first on your voicemail and say, due to inclement weather, we're closed this evening, you know, and then say the date because sometimes people forget to change their voicemail the following day and then people are calling and they're hearing, oh, due to inclement weather, we're closed, and going, it's not even snowing, but they're closed again, and they assume it because they heard it. Right, so you tell them the date, the time, and what, what days the classes will be closed, and then you give them instructions to come back and call up or whatever tomorrow if you if you know if it's still bad. So yep. there are a series of processes, and again, I, you know, I know you. You're highly organized, and you use a lot of internet, not internet, uh, software-based systems, and they pretty much you put them together. Like for instance, you use Entreport, right, and they call them rules, right. So you have a you know you say um, you know, we will send out a series of emails to promote a product and on email one, it goes out and if people click, the rule is they they click here, the rule will be that it puts them into this sales funnel. If they don't click on it, the rule is they'll get a second email, a third email. If by the third email they click here, they'll the rule is that they get this series of sales letters or whatever and um, you set it up in this very systemized kind of mindset. So how, how do you Let's use that as an example and how you think that through so that the people listening are not going like, what are these guys just wasting my time about rules? It's simple. I open my doors. I teach karate. I leave. Why did the, I have? To...
0: <laughs> it used to be that simple. It's not anymore. Um, well, if, you know, if, if,
1: if, go ahead. No, you're, you're right. And you know what, though? It was never really simple. It was just that you did it by hand and you, or you didn't do it at all. Right? So, so,
0: well, and even, you guys- even this, yeah, I would say even this whole process is simple, but it just takes some forward thinking. And so, you know, I, it probably would be easiest to explain if we, uh, uh, in, in a basic way, maybe take, take it with a phone call. So, okay. you know, you have, hopefully, you have a phone script that you're following as a, a professional martial artist. And right. you just ask questions, and based upon those questions, it will take you to uh, the different parts of your phone script. So, for instance, let's say we get to a question where we ask, you know, have you ever called or, or visited our school before? Well, the answer has, has to be yes or no.
1: Either right. they've
0: called or visited or no, they haven't. If they say right. yes, you ask them, you know, well, did you call or did you visit? Right. You know, because that's what you ask them, so then you, you move on to that. But it just takes some forward thinking, okay? So if they say no, then what am I going to ask them? If they say yes, then what am I going to ask them? Ultimately, yeah. we want to um, we guide them down a path that they're going to come to the same answer that we have, and that is to come in and do the trial. And right. so you, you basically are going to ask the questions that are going to lead them through that path. And as you start to, you know, let's say with your phone script, as you start to develop that, you will then start to ask yourself questions like, you know, uh, does this question actually help me get to my ultimate end or is it just something that I was told by, you know, my best friend who has a school that I should ask it? You know, so you have to ask those questions as you go through and you're developing that. But they are, they're rules. They're rules then if this person says, yes, then you do this. If they say no, then you do this. Like, for instance, you know, this is a freebie for everybody. Uh, Maybe some of you listening to this podcast already know this, and if you do, great. This was a huge aha moment for me, and I say it's a freebie because it's a huge one, in my opinion, inside of your phone script. When you ask right. somebody, when you're closing out and, you know, you've signed them up for the, the trial or consultation or whatever it is that they're coming in for, you always ask them, do you know where we're located? And right. even if they say yes, you know, for us, we say, oh, great, then you know that we're located behind Homestar Bank off of North Street and Bradley. Right. And I, I, the reason I say that is because I can't tell you how many times I probably have the uh, uh, sent, sent them to a different school because right. mine is off the beaten path. It's not on the main drag. I've had people say, "Oh, you're not the school on such and such."
1: No, no, that isn't us. Right. We're off of North no Street behind, but, you know, that type of thing. So, here's something funny. Right now, I just got a text message from my buddy. He lives up north of me, um, where the weather's supposed to be worse today. He just texted me, "Are you open tonight?" That's what he asked. So there's a series of us around Long Island, a bunch of my friends, and, you know, I know this is odd to some martial artists out there that I have so many of my friends that are technically, and I'm holding up my quote fingers, my competition, um, but they're really my best buddies in the world, and we share everything. So I bet you throughout the next two hours I'll get another eight calls or text messages, are you open tonight? And we kind of take a sense and we will say yes, no, or yeah, I am. It's not bad over here. But most of the time, we kind of counsel each other and make each other uh, feel a little justified and, and lose the guilt of closing down because you know they are, and all the you know all of us are, and so on. But uh, you know, what, okay. go
0: ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say you know let's. I was gonna say too. Um, you know, let's take the the rules for even following up with somebody that that you know you got to lead through the internet or. Um, uh, they called you but didn't make a, a appointment or whatever. You know the, right. the industry, industry, and, and, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I, I think you're you're part of this too. Like you agree, you subscribe to this and I don't. So this is gonna right. be a little controversy here. Um, you know, I like call them, you just you you're on the phone, you call them until they they die or until they tell you to leave them alone. And um, before I tell everybody what I do, right? Is that you?
1: Is that, are you in that group? Yeah, I am. I, I'm the type of guy that will follow up with them. And it's not necessarily call them only, but we will call for a few. And again, we have rules um, that says, you know, call the client for two or three weeks. And if you're leaving messages, then after the third week, um, send them out an email or plug them into our Entreport, which is our prospect follow-up. And, and by the way, we've changed it slightly because of uh, me using Entreport and um, you educating me on that program where we now will um, have a prospect funnel. So they immediately go into this funnel. So they're getting a phone call, plus they're getting an email. But you're right. Yeah, I'm that guy who says don't let the lead die. Well,
0: I, yeah, and here's the thing. I think we're you and I are going to actually be saying the same thing when I tell everybody what I do. Right. Right. It goes back to, and I'm not going to say it just yet, what I do, but it goes back, I will in just a second, but it goes back to the the thing that happens to a lot of our parents is what they do is they tell their kids, now listen, you can only do that karate, you can only do karate when you're in the karate school. Right. And what they're saying and what they're meaning are two different things. So what they really mean is now look, you can't be horsing around with your with your brother and sister with your karate and I don't want you going to school and picking fights with everybody else. You can only do that stuff inside the karate school. Right. Um and, and but you know what and and if somebody attacks you, yes, you can defend yourself. But see they didn't say that. What the child right. heard what the child heard was something different than what the parent meant. And right. what a lot, of, a lot of us as school owners uh, hear, because we're that child, we hear industry leaders or we hear people say, you know, you got to call that person until they tell you that, that, they, that, you know, that they don't want to hear from you anymore. They're going to call their lawyer or, you know, they're dead. Don't call us anymore because they're dead. Um, right. And, and I don't want to be that, that pest. I want to be a welcome guest into their home. And so I think you're gonna agree with me when I say this. So here's what we do. We have a rule or system that we follow up with them five times via the phone, but yet the whole time they are in our, our prospect funnel through entreport where they are getting um, you know the correct emails that they're supposed to be getting, you know, spread out over time. But they also, because I write a blog post every Monday through Friday, they also get the daily blog post emailed to them as well. And so after the five phone calls, we're not following up with them via the phone anymore. It's all through the internet. So yes, I am continually following up with them until they opt out or until they call me up and say, stop this stuff or whatever. That is true. But I'm not on the phone calling them every single day, uh, Mm -hmm. week in, week out, just because it's impossible to do that Um, you would need a full-time person just to do that. And if you're a one-person school, you know, or even a a school like mine, I I have so many uh, prospects and leads that we go through, uh, you know, just from our field trips this this past year. We already had um, close to 800 people that we've been following up since um, the beginning of September when we started our field trips. And, you know, everybody's got – You know, plenty of phone calls from us. Everybody's got emails from us. Everybody's gotten postcards from us. Um, But it's impossible to keep calling those, you know, let's say I only had, uh, you know, 10 of them out of that 800 that signed up, you know, and and we we, we had, I don't know, let's say 25 trials, but 10 signed up or whatever it is, there's still uh, 750 people to be calling every single day or every single week. It's impossible. So. Thank God for technology that we're able to do it in a different fashion. But I will say that depending on when you get into my funnel, you'll also get, like I had brought up about different postcards. So, for instance, when we have our back-to-school campaign, anybody that was in the funnel from the beginning of the year all the way to the end of summer that have not taken action with us are going to get a series of postcards for our back-to-school campaign. Same thing with our karate for Christmas. Anybody that has been... In our funnel from the beginning of summer all the way up to when we start our Karate for Christmas that has not taken action is going to get the Karate for Christmas offer. Same thing with our Karate for Valentine's Day and yada, yada, yada. So I have rules for um, maybe more intense contact, but that's just going to happen on an an annual basis, meaning that I go back a few months and I will spend money on those people to see if I can get them to take action with a different type of special, but I don't every year go back to those people does, does yeah. that make
1: sense it totally does and and i don't know necessarily you know i um follow it. well we're very very similar in many regards to that we just had certain changes of methodology at times however um I, I what i want to point out to the people listening is that everything you mentioned is is basically a rule all those little things that you pointed out so if people want to rewind this tape uh this audio i'll <laughs> um, you know, go back and say you know I'm, I'm, am I dating myself i'm mean, rewind it rewind the digital um, download the podcast right and um and listen back to what Dwayne said he said he does this when this happens he will put them in this funnel, this prospect database, and they will get a series of this and that and um, and really to be honest it's not it 's not something that you have to have out for you. It's just got to be something that you want to do within your school and follow so that there is an organized, you know, kind of like what we call in internet marketing, a breadcrumb trail, um, you know, to leading to the final sale, right? So what we want to do is, you know, hopefully through a step, series of steps, a series of moves, a series of whatever combinations of phone call, email, Postcard, um, you know, and and that and you know, the first week we call them, the second week we put them on our email list, the third week they get a postcard, and and have some sort of process, you know, without getting into too much detail and mind, being mind boggling for you, uh, the listeners. Um, I just want to point out that most school owners very rarely do anything. So, we, Dwayne, you and I just spoke in Atlantic City at our um, business summit, right? You know, we had a great amount of school owners. Some people traveled from as far as Washington, Seattle, Washington, just to spend the weekend with us learning what we do. Um, and uh, it was so cool because, uh, you know, you know they, they were so enthusiastic about hearing what we do. But what was shocking, and you might, you know, um, you know, chime in on this, but where we would say how many people follow up and half the room didn't. You know, how many people have a website that they're proud of? Half the people, maybe a third of the people even would raise their hands. And that's the problem is that there's so much information out there. However, so much of it is not being utilized. And then so many people are what I call um, caught in analysis paralysis. Like they are saying, well, I love this rule idea that Dwayne and Allie have, but where do I start? What do I do? So, Breaking it down simply, you know, uh, let's let's maybe work on that for somebody. How they could get their mindset about what to do in, in steps. That makes sense. Yeah, certainly
0: it, it does. And 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 I think you got to go a, an even deeper level before you get into the actual what to do. Is you need to define who these individuals are before you can decide what you're going to do with them. So I
1: have a little more. Or bit what? Of or or most, go ahead. Can I just quickly add to that, and or yeah. even to. Um, what the outcome is that you want to happen, right? So that's the first thing. Like, almost like, what do we want to do? Like, why well, have a system and a rule if there's really no outcome, right? So, so first establish the outcome, establish the people, and then what were you going to say?
0: Yeah, certainly. And like you said, you have to have the outcome with regards to the fact that I want they're going to start here, and I want to eventually, you know, get them on a path to become a student. And so right. knowing that that's what you want to do, I first define – everybody um, first and what I mean by that is I have what we call suspects, I have prospects I have leads and then I have um, our actual enrollments, and then of course, you know, cancellations and freezes and what have you. But going back,
1: so let's, suspect, let's, let's, go ahead. Let, yeah, let, I was gonna say, let's let's use let's just say, let's use our intro prospect, you know, that we want to get a new student. Um, break down what you consider a you know, a, a, a suspect, a prospect, and so on, and then what the process is. Certainly, a suspect is anybody that uh, we like. I called. I I, I basically
0: them label, label it in my head as cold calls, and so okay. it's not that we were picking up the phone book or or anything like that. Um, but what we what those are are anybody that we you know we've gotten their information from a birthday party or an anti abduction seminar, maybe something that we did off site like a booth or. Uh, field trips, any of any of those. It, it, my definition of a suspect is somebody that did not raise their hand and give me their information because they were looking for martial arts. I got their information via something that I did, meaning okay, that okay. it's a birthday party or it's a yeah. So in other words,
1: suspect is someone who somehow, even in the slightest, showed some interest into. Martial arts in general, but specifically, hey, I'd like to know a little bit more about your school. However they did it at a fair, whatever, whatever, they ended up where you kind of have the idea that they may be interested, or friends say that they might be interested, but somehow they're a suspect. Well, yeah, and let me go back and say that,
0: you know, birthday party. they don't have to be interested in martial arts. They're just coming to a birthday party. Uh, a martial arts field trip, well, they're there with their school, so they're not necessarily interested in martial arts. They're just doing the field trip, per se. But if right. I have a booth, if I have a booth um, at uh, at the movie theater, and I'm doing you know raffles for martial arts lessons and stuff like that, I don't call mm-hmm. them. Uh, I don't call them suspects. I, I actually call them prospects. A, a prospect is that a prospect would be somebody who has opted into my sales funnel, funnel on my website. They've called me. They Facebooked me. They've walked in. Those are prospects. So, and then I have leads. Leads for me are anybody that has actually come in and started their trial, be it uh, a paid trial, be it a free trial, whatever the trial is, whether it's a two-week to a month or whatever. Those are leads for me. And then lastly, you know, moving in, I have the – actually not lastly, but then you have enrollments. Now, the reason I need to define those people for myself and for my staff is because then I can actually come up with how we're going to communicate with those individuals properly in order to move them from, if they're a suspect, moving from suspect to prospect. And then if they're a prospect, moving from prospect to lead, and then from a lead, obviously, to uh, an enrollment. And so then it, when you look at it that way, then you can start to say, okay, I can define how I'm going to talk to those individuals. And originally, everybody was a prospect to me. <clears throat> Actually, and I didn't know better, uh, everybody was a lead. And then it got messy because everybody was a lead. And I didn't have a – I had to break leads up into three categories, and that's where I came up with suspect, prospect, and lead. Um, So anyways, uh, when when you define these, then you can come back and say, okay, now I can decide how I'm going to talk to that individual to move them from, you know, this category to the next category, getting them closer, you know, Kind of like when you – what was it? You played uh, uh, with that game where people would say, oh, you're cold, you're cold, you're cold. Oh, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. I mean, you have to start answering the questions on how to get them from
1: being cold to warmer to warmer to hot. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. So let me – I'm going to be the guy who's kind of – who's like the – the uh, translator doing, you know, doing the translation of what you're saying ever so slightly. So, I mean, just so people get it from, from a second, uh, you know, second set of ears and, and, uh, and a voice. So basically though what Dwayne, uh, you know, what I hear is that, you know, you have a process for everything um, and the process is even broken down. And this is what I want to point out to people. And this is why you are so successful is because we don't just now, And maybe when we first started, you and I, we threw it all into the funnel, right? We threw it all into one funnel, and that was it, one bucket, where everyone was treated exactly the same. Then you and I, through trial and error, realized that you know, maybe a birthday party is different than a fair, and a fair is different than a phone call, and a phone call is different than a web inquiry, et cetera, et cetera. So we then broke, you even broke it down even further to, to nurture those leads differently so that you get better results and outcome from that. Um, and that's just another set of rules, right? Another set, and it's like, it's like a sub-level, like a navigation bar on, um, on uh, you know. So, so what's your comment on that, Dwayne? No,
0: you're absolutely right. And, and I did. I threw everybody in the same funnel. Everybody was treated exactly the same. Uh, there was no distinguish, distingu, distinguishing marks between them. And, and it's funny because we as school owners already know how to do this because we do it in our belt ranking systems. You know, we teach and treat white belts differently than we do black belts. I mean, we're going to treat everybody with respect. But there's certain, certain things that we, you know, ways that we talk to them and way that, ways that we demand action from them differently when they're a white belt compared to a black belt, and then all the other belts in between.
1: And okay, we're now, gradually
0: getting them from white to black, but we're doing specific things to do that. I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. No, no, no. Don't, don't be sorry. I'm interrupting you. But what I wanted to do to interrupt you is to say not what, you're, what you're saying is totally not true, um, that not everyone treats. White belts differently than yellow, and yellow differently than green, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a whole nother thing, which is a whole nother system um, that we, you know, that people miss. You know, I used to be that guy who threw them all in the class, and our first class was a full-contact kickboxing class. People who have never trained before, ever did martial arts, and I was beating the living hell out of them, thinking like, hey, we'll show them how tough I really am. And, I used to love it when my high school friends who were tough guys would come into my school thinking that I, you know, I couldn't you know, beat the crap out of them and they'd come in and then they'd earn immediate respect. But anyway, uh, not everyone treats their white belts differently than yellow. And that's just another system. But let, let's stay on like, just the business end of it. And you're right. You have to treat everybody differently, everything differently, every lead. Here's another thing, too, just to throw in there. When we communicate with students, right, people that have already signed up and committed to our program, we should ask them simply how they like to communicate. Do they like to speak on text message? Do they do use Facebook? Do they like an email? Would they like and prefer a phone call? Um, Sometimes people communicate differently. They might get your Facebook message and delete it. They might get your email and delete it. However, if you call them and said, hey, it's Shion Ali, Uh, I just wanted to chat with you about our upcoming event. They're all ears and they're ready to communicate because that's their way. Right. So we should ask that question. Um, it doesn't take much more effort because the results are so much better and you're making right. way more money or you're signing way more people up because you learned to communicate in uh, in their love language, so to speak, in their language of yep. communication. Right. Yeah. So, and go,
0: yeah, and You're bringing up that book, uh, The Five Love Languages. And, and I'll just say, if you haven't read it, 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 it's really good, even if you're not in love. Um, but it, it really opens up your eyes to different different ways that people
1: communicate. So being hey, off topic? Have, have the five love languages for business now, I believe he just it came out uh, not too long ago. So or for for uh, communication or leadership skills, uh, you knew that was bound to happen, right? He, now he's got it broken <laughs> down into 27 well, categories success. Right, so, and that's so a whole
0: other call on how repurposing your stuff. But anyways. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's let's talk a little
1: bit more and then, you know, kind of almost wrap it up so that people.
0: Are you there, Ali? I believe you got cut off. So um, so anyways, um, with regards to, you know, everything that we've talked about today, um, you know, having uh, rules inside of your business is to the utmost importance for you. So you want to make sure that, you know, if you want, you know, it's, it's overwhelming at times but my advice would be is to you know just take the um you know take what you have with regards to your school if you want to define it like i talked about um you know with the uh, suspects prospects the leads and then student you know enrollments and then quits and freezes and stuff like that and then start defining the rules that you want to be applied with them and then the systems that you want to attach to them but always be thinking about when you create that system or that rule is, you know, how is it scalable in your business? So how does it affect the rest of your business by implementing this? Does it streamline it? Does it make a lot more work? Does it only make a little more work? Scale, scalability is going to be important uh, in order to make your business grow. So, you know, that needs to be thought of when you are creating these rules. So, um guys share this podcast with your friends you can go to schoolonertalk.com to uh, um, you know send them a link or what have you and then of course you can subscribe on iTunes and if you have an Android device go to schoolonertalk.com and there's information on there as well and um, you know on behalf of uh, Ali and myself we want to thank you for being a part of our podcast today we'll talk to you guys on the next one.